KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, August 10th. We'd like to apologize for being offline the last two days. Sickness struck our podcast team. But we are back now, so let's get right to it. The San Diego City Council seems uninterested in reviving a housing proposal. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. A federal prosecutor has told a judge that the mother of a U.S. Navy sailor charged with providing sensitive military information to China encouraged him to cooperate with a Chinese intelligence officer. Assistant U.S. Attorney Fred Shepard this week told a federal court in San Diego that the mother said it might help him get a job with the Chinese government someday. Shepard also urged the judge to not release Jin Chao Wei. The 22-year-old sailor who was based in San Diego was one of two sailors arrested last week and accused of providing military information to China. Kaiser Permanente's third hospital in the county is now open, but some nurses and their union are raising concerns over staffing at Kaiser's other two hospitals. Leadership with the local United Nurses Association of California say some staff have been transferring from Kaiser Zion and the San Diego Medical Centers to San Marcos. Kevin Soriano is a registered nurse at Kaiser San Diego Medical Center. At the end of the day, it's about providing the adequate personnel to take care of the patients. In a statement, Kaiser says all its medical centers in San Diego are fully staffed and meet or exceed California's mandated nurse staffing ratios, adding that patient and staff safety is a top priority. Today is expected to be hot and humid for most of the county. The National Weather Service says there's also a slight chance of rain and thunderstorms. Temperatures will almost reach the 80s in inland areas, will be in the low 70s by the coast, and will hit 100 in the county's desert areas. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash OLLI. The San Diego City Council appears uninterested in reviving a proposal to allow more townhomes and small apartment buildings in single-family neighborhoods. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen has more. Mayor Todd Gloria tried to make use of SB 10, a state law that lets cities streamline approval of up to 10 homes on a single lot if it's near public transit. Supporters say it would help integrate San Diego's most exclusive neighborhoods with more lower-cost housing options. The proposal is on hold after the city's planning commission voted it down last week, amid fierce opposition from homeowner groups. The city council has the power to revive it. But when contacted by KPBS, all nine council members either declined to comment, were unavailable, or said they support the mayor's decision to hold the proposal back. The city plans to hold workshops to try and craft a compromise, but hasn't said how many or when they'll take place. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. If Tijuana was in the U.S., it would be the fifth most populous city in the country. 
but the border city's infrastructure can't handle its large population. Border reporter Gustavo Solis examines the sometimes deadly consequences. Tijuana is falling apart. The city has failed to keep up with decades of growth. Now its infrastructure is buckling under the weight of 2.2 million residents. You're listening to a three-story apartment building collapse. It happened after a rainstorm in April. City officials are currently monitoring 12 other buildings at immediate risk of collapse. This is the result of heavy rain, shoddy and sometimes illegal construction, and lack of investment in public infrastructure. So there's no prevention, and there's not also a way to modernize. So says Carmen Romo. She's an activist with Tijuana Calidad de Vida. The group monitors Tijuana's failing infrastructure. Romo believes that the city could and should do more to prevent these catastrophes. I mean, what's happened is that the city it comes out with more a reactive action on whatever it's already broken, but they don't actually have like these programs to rehab, modernize, or and maintain. Making matters worse is Tijuana's geography. The city is full of steep hills and deep canyons that are particularly vulnerable to deadly flash floods. The currents are strong enough to drag children into sewer drains and sweep cars off the road. Corpses regularly wash down to the bottom of canyons. Just south of here, we found two teenagers who drowned. Illegally built homes on hillsides add to the crisis. Experts say roughly 40% of all homes are built without permits. Many don't have a foundation or retaining wall. The hills don't have vegetation to prevent erosion. Juan Enrique Bautista Corona is director of Tijuana's Urban Development Department. All of this is based on the fact that they don't respect the rules and regulations. This is all happening while Tijuana is experiencing a housing boom that's partly fueled by Americans looking for more affordable housing options. Rents in Tijuana are among the highest in Mexico, and supply is limited. Bautista Corona says the city is doing what it can. Staff monitor homes at risk of collapse and ask residents to relocate. Some people don't want to leave. Unfortunately, we can't remove them by force. That dynamic shows why this problem is so difficult to solve, says Juan Manuel Rodriguez Estevez. He's a professor who's been studying this issue for decades. It's a problem that looks simple from the outside, but gets complicated once you start looking at the details. Rodriguez Estevez says that people are generally aware of the risks of living there, but they have more pressing concerns. They're worried about getting to work on time, taking their kids to school, paying the rent. But the city can't blame it all on illegal construction. It's also a matter of enforcing existing rules and regulations. That building that collapsed in April, it was approved by the city. There are a lot of regulations in Mexico. The problem is no one enforces them. Activists are not optimistic about Tijuana's ability to turn things around anytime soon. Again, Carmen Romo. Climate change is imminent. I'm sure that these rains are going to be the least of our worries. We need to be prepared.
Meanwhile, the crumbling continues. In part two, border reporter Gustavo Solis talks about cross-border sewage and how it's a well-known crisis in the San Diego-Tijuana border region. He also says the problem is more complex than many realize. Tijuana's Parque Baja California should be the ideal community park. Big leafy trees provide shade and benches give visitors a comfortable place to sit down and feel the ocean breeze. Then there's a storm drain. It smells like excrement. Martina Costa is an architect and environmental activist. She says the water flowing through the storm drain stinks. A little boy dropped his ball in the water, said it smelled like poop when he recovered it. And he's right. Parque Baja California is a microcosm of an environmental and public health crisis plaguing both sides of the border. In theory, the sewage and storm drain systems should be completely separate, but in practice? People connect to the storm drain and then we end up having wastewater running through those storm drain pipes. Carmen Romo is an activist with Tijuana Calidad de Vida. She says residential and commercial properties throughout Tijuana illegally connect their sewer lines into the storm drain. As a result, countless gallons of untreated sewage flow out of storm drains into the ocean and then north towards Imperial Beach and Coronado. We are looking at some of the pipes that are for storm drain and you'll see liquid that it's coming out of them and it's not raining. So, and we can also tell it by the smell. Playas de Tijuana is a beach neighborhood just south of the border. There, the coastline is filled with storm drain pipes emptying out into the Pacific Ocean. These pipes should be dry when it isn't raining, but they flow nearly year-round. This is something that happens on a regular basis, and through the coast, if you walk along, you'll see several storm drains just popping up sewage. And this is happening all over Tijuana. A little bit more inland, there's a canyon that diverts stormwater directly into the Tijuana River, which flows into the U.S. Rosario Sagaray is an environmental activist with Wild Coast. Even though it hasn't rained, water is still flowing. Obviously, this isn't rainwater. Why does this happen? Many of the homes along the canyon are illegal builds with no permits. Baja California officials only connect homes to sewage systems if the property owner has a deed. But many of these homes aren't on the books. They don't have deeds to their home, so the state can't connect their sewer line. Other folks have deeds, but they don't want to pay the connection fee. Without alternatives, people who live in these houses simply connect their sewage pipes to storm drains. Romo says residents have been complaining about these issues for decades, but officials ignore them. Part of the problem is tension between state and local government. She says they point fingers at each other and nothing ever gets done. The state manages the water and the sewer, and then the city of Tijuana manages the storm drain. Juan Enrique Bautista Corona is director of Tijuana's Urban Development Department. He says the city reports illegal sewage lines to the state. We report issues to the state agency, but they handle inspections. He says it's the state's responsibility to address the problem. The state agency in charge of wastewater did not respond to questions from KPBS. Bautista says that Tijuana does clear garbage that clogs up the system. The city has collected 6,000 tons of trash in the last three years. Juan Manuel Rodriguez Estevez is a professor who studies Tijuana's infrastructure. He says conflict between state and local governments is a constant obstacle. 
es al estado o al municipio. When you go to the city or state, they both tell you that it's not their problem. Las dos partes dicen, ah, pues yo no hago nada. But he also says Tijuana residents and businesses need to take responsibility and obey the law. Regardless of who's at fault, Rodriguez Estevez says that the crisis won't be solved without massive effort from all parties. I don't have a magic solution for you. There has to be coordination between the city and state. It's a matter of all of us being organized. Until then, the untreated wastewater will continue to flow. Gustavo Solís, KPBS News. Coming up, we have details on a new plan to help community college students from marginalized communities. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. City governments across the country are putting up the Help Wanted sign looking for workers in a range of fields, from public safety to sanitation. Reporter Melissa May says there are close to a million public service job openings across the country, including here in San Diego. The American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, also known as AFSCME, brought its national Staff the Frontlines tour to San Diego on Wednesday, calling on people to apply for public service jobs. Lee Saunders is the president of AFSCME, representing 1.4 million members across the country. For the everyday heroes currently in public service, whose jobs are more difficult because they don't have enough co-workers to help handle the load. We need to staff the front lines. More than 970,000 vacant jobs exist in the public service across the country, and this program is designed to deal with that. The Staff the Front Lines bus will stop and hold recruitment events in more than 20 cities across the country this summer. The city of San Diego lists its available jobs online at sandiego.gov jobs. Melissa May, KPBS News. California's Chancellor of Community Colleges has unveiled a plan to improve access and support for students from marginalized communities. Education reporter M.G. Perez has more on the story. Vision 2030 is a master plan to increase the access, support, and success for 1.8 million community college students across California. State Chancellor Dr. Sonia Christian presented the plan at an education gathering hosted by Southwestern College. It includes in-state tuition rates for any student living up to 45 miles south of the Mexican border and dual enrollment in at least one college class starting with every ninth grade high school student. Joseph Awad is a student who benefited from dual enrollment. A counselor suggested to me taking credit classes aside from the GED classes, and that really helped smooth my transition into the college life. 
The vision plan would also begin collection of financial aid information from ninth graders instead of waiting until their senior year. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. As more students get ready to head back to school, the county's Child Support Services Department is giving away hundreds of backpacks filled with school supplies this Saturday. The Super Saturday Community event is from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Department of Child Support Services Central Office off of Kearney Villa Road. Services will also be available to families who attend. Those services include seeing if families are eligible for aid, employment, housing, and legal assistance, and even help adopting a pet. The backpacks will be available until they run out. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.